He's doing the cha-cha, ladies and gentlemen. He's doing the Every cha-cha. Every time I th- think of this, I just think of Ben Stiller. Along <laughs> came Polly. I mean, Ben Stiller's your guy. That's always been your guy. He, dude, I just feel like he's a dark horse. Like, And I've said that to you before, and you're like, he's not a dark horse? Like, everyone knows him. Like, yeah, everyone knows Ben Stiller, right? I know his family's legend. I know he's a legend. His father's a legend. He makes great movies. But... I just I don't feel like he, his name comes up enough, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, he's not like Leonardo DiCaprio or, you know. Well, yeah, like but that. you he's got, got that you echelon. Got like, you got like Will Ferrell, Adam Sandler. I, like, I feel like there's other guys that are always named before him. Well, because but... he's like a niche comedy, you know, just like Rob Schneider. Some people don't like Rob Schneider, but some people find him hilarious. It's like, yeah, he's like a niche comedian. You got to right. you got to like his stuff like Jerry Seinfeld. People don't like Jerry. Some people don't like Jerry. You know, it's everybody. Everybody's got their. Everybody's got their fix. But. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But yeah, I don't know. I, I do. I love uh, Ben Stiller movies. I think he's hilarious. Good for you, man. You Ben Stiller it up. Welcome. Maybe I will. Welcome to another Maybe episode. Maybe I will, man. Good Lies Golf. Me and Brendan here doing it. We back. We're back from our Christmas uh, miracles and our little Christmas times that we had with our selective families. How was it? How and was it? It was just great. Merry we Christmas, just, by the way. Merry Christmas. We just ate lasagna. Bunch of lasagna. Christmas Eve, we had lasagna. Christmas, we had lasagna. Italian style, you know, just mm. going, going big. And then, uh, yeah, a bunch of desserts, cookies, a couple little uh, Jaybirds. That's kind of it, you know? That sounds good, man. That sounds Pretty relaxing. Are you, a, are you a nog guy? You're an eggnog guy? I'm not an eggnog guy. Weirdly what? enough. I'm not an eggnog guy. I don't I'm, know. I'm I've never been into it. eggnog. I don't, it's weird taste to me. I love it, man. I'm, I'm huge on it. My, I like it so much. My wife realizes that I like it so much that as soon as it hits stores, like she she grabs at least a half gallon of me, and it's just like constantly a half gallon getting refilled in the fridge throughout I'm the season. Su- I'm really surprised like Canes doesn't do some limited edition eggnog or something. I'm surprised like one of those fast foodie places around you doesn't. Uh, doesn't uh, a- UDF has like eggnog ice cream. Ooh, okay, I think they UDF. have a good egg, eggnog as well. Shout so. out. This is a yeah. non-paid sponsorship by UDF, United, United Dairy, Dairy Farmers. Wow, what an establishment. It's the gem of Ohio. It is like a beautiful array of gas station meets, uh, smoothie shop meets. Not a smoothie shakes. shop. Sorry, milkshakes. <laughs> Ice cream. Ice, Ice, yeah. You know what I meant. Milkshakes. Milkshakes, malts. Malts. Yeah. That was the word I was looking for. Brain fart. Yep. Malts, milkshakes. Movie. Movie. Movies. Movie shakes. I don't know, man. I'm losing my mind. Um, But yeah, amazing place. And they have sick branded lighters that look like cows. And I always buy like 10 of them. The lady always thinks I'm smoking crack when I go in there because I'm taking 10 lighters. But they're just souvenirs, lady. I'm going to New York yeah. with them. Okay. It, I found that they are one of the best lighters to have because especially you know, back in the day, you're at like, you know, college parties constantly. You always knew if it was your lighter, if someone's trying to like snag it or something like, or walk off with it. There's no sticker too. It's in branded yeah, right on the lighter. It, it was branded. Although I feel like they may have started stickering recently, but I don't, don't I, tell me that. I don't even want yeah, to. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. But yeah, you're right. You're right. So you always knew it was yours. And it's like, there's no fucking way this person in middle New Hampshire has a UDF lighter. No, that's not me. Right. So yeah, good choices. Now you made some good choices. You had Christmas week. You did some golfing a lot. Yeah. Yeah, You did a lot of golfing. 
You you I got out there, out. dude. What did you we, do? Tell us what happened. Give us the spiel. Global warming happened, man. This is like I I think I think uh, my my buddy and I we've gone out might have been three years in a row now um around christmas day so it's it's always been like two to three days out and we got out at christmas eve this year so that Where'd was you go? 60 degree weather we went out to stone lick got stone that off season pricing yep where the bison Back, roam where the bison roam where the uh the penn station philly cheesesteaks and chicken teriyakis are are made you got your freshly cut, hand cut French fries and chocolate chip cookie delights. Wow, mm. the guy's selling the gift station. shop right now. <laughs> Good but no, nah, dude, yeah. So we went out to Stone Lake. We got paired up with um, uh, a father and son duo. They were they were chill, man. You know, shout out to Jim, Bob, Andrew, and Tyler. Uh, Cody kept naming them all different names. It was a classic B law move <laughs> where <laughs> just like. <laughs> I mean, I remember at one point uh, he was like yelling at, at one of the dudes to try to like ask him if he needed a club or something like that because it, it was cart path only. And he's like, "Hey, uh, hey, Bob, you need a you need a nine iron, Bob." Guy doesn't answer. He's like, "Hey, Bob, you need a nine iron?" Doesn't answer. Guy, and I'm like, I'm like, dude, I'm pretty sure his name's Jim. He's like, "All right, yeah, Jim, Jim." So like, hey, all right, all right. So they like did the handoff, that whole thing. I kid you not, like a, a whole later, uh, Cody's calling the dude like Tyler or something like that. <laughs> I mean, he just could not nail these dudes' names. Sounds like Cody was smoking too many doobers. Uh, might have been too many doobers, uh, little high nooners, uh, you know, going after it a little bit. Because when when do you get to golf on Christmas Eve in Cincinnati, Ohio? Man bear um, pig, baby. We're getting that global warming back. They call, they call so, him a bear. <laughs> so you came in, was it like a... Shout out it, Al Gore, right? Was it 2v2? <laughs> did you guys like play skins against the sun and the dad? What happened? Oh, uh, we did. We did not. We did not. But, um, you know, I, I was I was tracking and I'll talk about them a little bit more here in a little bit. But I was I was beta testing an app and uh, doing a little uh, mono versus the field uh, action there with with a little bit of money in the pool, um, which was cool. But uh, besides that, no, Cody and I were just out there having a good time, you know, playing with these couple guys we probably should have done but we just didn't we were just kind of respecting you know the day out there um but it probably would have been a pretty good match because those guys were hitting the ball well and cody and i i'd say we played pretty well too what'd you shoot i shot at 88 and shot that was 88 and that was with awesome. four doubles and a triple four doubles and a triple 88 so i was i was hitting the ball really well um uh I couldn't, I couldn't make a putt go down. There was a point even, um, I felt like I was so close on, on four or five consecutive holes. I had a putt, you know, just come up shy every time about six inches on like consecutive holes. Um, we're walking off nine and one of the dudes we were playing with, he was like, dude, you could literally take like, you know, each of the last four to five holes and i don't think you've put more than like two and a half feet i was like i know this is fucking ridiculous like i like i literally was on the verge of like having like one of those rounds to like at least for me to you just like couldn't remember forever. couldn't put but enough I, mustard on the dog no i know because and that place is 
it's been the case because I've actually played Stone like three out of the last four weeks I've played there. So uh, I just can't get over the hurdle of like knowing that place, the greens are usually lightning and they're rolling really well and true, but they're just a little slower than usual. And I just couldn't get over the hump of like, you just got to hit it because I kept the thinking, man, these things are going to be fast. I don't want to end up four or five feet past. And now I'm like trying to, so that's unfortunate that, that you made it. It's, it's unfortunate in golf. And I think this is a good point. And, and I think it's good that you explain this because it brings up a good point. I think in golf, you have these moments where getting there is the hardest part. Right. And then once you're there, when you two putt or three putt, you hate yourself. Cause you're like, man, I got there all day. I'm on the green in two or three. I'm yeah. feeling good every time. Like I'm setting myself up and then I three putt or two putt yeah. or whatever it is. Those are the hardest days sometimes. Cause you're like, damn, I'm so on, like you said, 88 and you're on and you short putted almost everything in the back nine. Like, yeah, you know, if you didn't, if you just would have gave yourself a little more or, or it's yeah. hard, it's hard yeah, to not yeah. have that when you, when you, when you played so well all day to get yourself in the right position and then you just blow it on the putter. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, dude, it it was a wild round though. Like I I walked away. I mean, I've I've shot better than 88. I mean, shit, 2 weeks ago I I shot um not better than 88, but I shot a 90, but like comparatively, I think back and I'm like, damn. That 88 the round itself, like the vibe, the feel of it felt as if I shot like 80. Right. You know what I mean, compared to that 90, like it I just I played so much better. I just didn't I didn't score, but like, I mean, right from the get go, it was, it was wild right from the get go. I piped my drive dead middle of the fairway, hit a clean nine iron, uh, to about, uh, 14, 15 feet and then knocked down the putt for birdie right, right off the bat. Right. And, and then second hole, I'm like, damn dude, like I'm feeling like this could be special today. You know what I mean? Like I'm feeling really good. It wasn't just like I lucked out, you know? bladed something and then like dribbled something on right. and made a putt like it was perfect 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 like three straight so i step up to the second hole tee box clean connection i played it a little left because down the down the hole the whole left side uh past the cart path just falls off it goes ob so if you want to miss you want to miss right I'm playing my natural cut, so I, I aim a little bit left down the left side fairway, wanting to come back over. It just clips. There's this tree right, right on the front edge of the fairway. There's this tree that just overhangs just a bit, and it just clipped a branch, just dropped straight down. And this is a long ass fucking hole. So now I'm not even at the fairway yet, you know. So that's how the double started there. Third hole, that long par three over the water, hit a really good ball, or at least connection-wise, but I just pulled it a little bit, ended up on top of the hill, hit a nice little chip, but it got it got caught up in the thick, wet rough, um, ended up doubling again. And then, boom, fourth hole, birdie. So I went birdie, double, double, birdie. You um, had it. It was just like one little fine-tune. Yeah, and that yeah. sucks when it's like a, a blade and of that was grass my whole in between. Round. Yeah, yeah. When it's a blade of grass in between a really good shot and a bad shot, and you just, you know, you happen to go yeah. down the wrong road. Yeah, like that that chip on the par three, it was one of those tough ones. Like, you know that hole, the whole left side is like up on a hill. 
right? And then you get the water in the front and then around. Um, so I was up on that hill. So like on a normal dry day during the summer peak conditions, you just want to barely hit that that ball up into the air and almost let it land on the hill, dribble through the rough, and then roll out onto the green. Um, I thought I hit that shot perfectly. It went bounce, bounce, dribble, and then it just hung up like two inches from the from the green. Get so yeah, to your point, it was just like there were just little things there. So I went birdie, double, double, birdie, and then from there on out, I mean, I played basically bogey. Uh, par golf with the exception of nine where um i went for it it's a par five uh and i went for it in two after a a decent drive put it in the water uh stepped up in the drop zone put it in the water i went on to get eight on nine um so i i trip i tripled that hole uh but other than that man I thought I played. Hey man, still 88 great day. Well. And then yeah. so Cody was balling too, so shout out to him. You did that. Yep. And then where else did you golf? And then aside from that, so like I mentioned, uh you know, I was I was testing an app. I uh, got a couple guys that I know that are they're in the process of building out an, a golf app right now. Not going to, you know, spoil anything for them. We'll launch it or they'll they'll launch it when the time is right, uh, but it is coming soon. So what what they did was a little soft launch tonight, actually, with a bunch of uh, our close buddies. Uh, So we went to Five Irons um, down in Cincinnati downtown. It's basically a bar, restaurant, golf simulator uh, place. Classic, yeah. it's, It's sick, dude. It's sick. They got a bunch of bays um they got like you know your standard bar like games and shit like that too yeah uh so we went there um did a little nine hole to start uh we played san andrews castle course i was like oh shit i was just here i know this course (laughs) that's great (laughs) which was wild uh thinking thinking that and then uh after that we did a little long drive competition we did post this pen competition and then we uh, finished it off playing another round of nine but we switched it up um so the groups kind of switched and then we ended up playing pebble beach so nice. it was dope man it was dope um but i'm excited for this thing like it's i think it's a game changer to be honest uh, for the golf industry I'm not gonna say too much about it but yeah it's uh it's gonna be sick what's up no, I just I think that's cool. We have a place out here called uh, Birdies that's like that too, in in Patchogue up the island there, and it's like yeah. a, you know multiple bays and golf simulator and a bar. That's really cool that they're starting to open these up. And obviously, yeah. we'd all like to have one in our house. You know, that's the dream goal. <laughs> but they're yeah, so yeah. actually funny enough. We all saw the announcement. Costco or Costco, excuse me, however you say all this. Costco is selling a. Golf simulator for twenty thousand dollars, all in. Worth comes it. with the range finder thing. Comes yeah. with the, you know, the the whole machine, the whole power thing, and the screen, the whole room. Comes with everything. Twenty grand, you're all in. Golf simulator in your house. Worth it. So you know how many people are gonna you can buy play that? Any course you want in the world, man. Finance it up, baby. Zero percent, twelve months, two grand a month, a grand a month. We're in there, baby. Dude, two that's grand. what I was saying. I was saying that to gilman on the way back after um the launch today because i was like shit man 
we got enough guys that live locally. Like, if we all just threw in, like, throw me the money. Like, I'll, I'll get it built. Like, let's put it in, you know? Like, you know <laughs> 20 I mean? guys, everybody puts in a grand, and then you can Ooh. come over whenever you want, drink beers, and use the golf simulator. Bam. 100%, dude. Like, why is this not happening more? I, mean, I know there's guys out there that are doing that. Why isn't it happening more, though? Well, you guys are talking about it, man. You're in Ohio. Land is still affordable, unlike anywhere else in the U.S. So go find some. I want to do it on my property. (laughs) (laughs) I want it at my house. Oh, man. I'll pay $1,500. We'll take the the $500 extra. We'll divvy it out. Well, you have a nice two-car garage, right? You can fit it in there. Uh, No, the ceiling's low, man. Ceiling's low here. But, you know, I'll I'll clear out some space uh, past the fence there. Drop down like a large shed type structure, throw in the track, man. Like, we could do this, man. Guys, send Guys, me money. <laughs> send us money, and we'll do this, and Come we'll on. video the whole, the whole you process. You can live through us. You can live through us if you give us $1,000 each if there's 20 of you. So just... Honestly, if... if We'll take 10 bucks a piece. Yeah, we'll, we'll take see anything. Where, we'll see where that, get, that gets us. Yeah. Simulators are really kind of holding it down too like they're getting a lot sicker they're getting a lot more Dude, it accurate was, it was fun ai it is changing them they're getting smarter those little devices yeah it, it, it was cool because it would show you like you know the different angles of which like your club uh base was coming in uh you know the ball flight line um you know the the spin rate the ball ball uh speed you had your club head speed like so it was fun to like be able to swing hit the shot play you know play the hole and then also be able to like look over there and say like oh shit okay like i i hit a major cut or you know damn near a slice oh that's why you know my club face was open six you know point six degrees or whatever right and do you use putter there as well or is it just like chip uh, on and then that's you can it? you can we were just uh you know well that's another feature that's kind of cool though is like you can you can customize it in the sense of like you can say okay any shot that's within you know 10 feet of the hole or eight feet in the hole whatever it may be is a gimme so like you can oh, do cool. that because putting on a simulator is tough like i don't know yeah, if yeah. you've ever done it i mean it's it's fucking, i haven't it's putted really on hard. one no yeah so we were doing um if you made it on the green it was an automatic two putt if your approach shot or your chip or whatever made it on the green and it landed within a 10 foot radius, it was an automatic gimme. So like you never had worse than two putt. Um, but in order to get, you know, an automatic one putt, uh, you know, you had to make it in that 10 foot radius on your approach or chip. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it, it was pretty fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just made me want, want, want one even more, man. Mm, yeah it really makes me uh really makes me want one too speaking of uh robotics and all that stuff after robot testing 46 golf ball models with a high swing speed driver set at 115 miles per hour they found a 19 yard difference between the longest and shortest ian poulter of course the troll of trolls um makes this statement we all know uh ian poulter the guy fieri of golf world <laughs> yeah we all know the european guy fieri <clears throat> we all know Yeti. his beef Yeti. Where, actually i'm really starting to enjoy this beef that's developing between him and billy ho yeah um 
apparently Ian called out Billy, said, hey, you know, you tried to get into live a few times and you're a bum, essentially. And Billy goes, calls him out and says, hey, you know, blah, 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 this and that. Uh, right. Basically, essentially calling him a clown. Um, and now we got some beef. Now we'll see some barbecue fighting, hopefully, you know. Ooh, man. Be sweet if, you know, we get a little KY jelly, get their shirts off. Just mm. see what happens from there. You're my boy, Blue. So, yeah, a little bit of trolling there going on between the two of them back and forth on social media. It makes me, uh, makes me laugh. And obviously we know Billy Ho is, if this is funny because Billy is, has been like a big component of the, you know, PGA tour and, and mm-hmm. oh, Mr. America and PGA and this yeah. is what it is. And, you know, and for Ian to put him on the spot and say, hey, no, you actually wanted to be in live. <laughs> you've tried to get in. You've tried to get in the club that you've been shitting on for the last year that's kind of hot news and i'm not like trying to make a gossip about it but it's kind of ironic and it, and i'm and it makes you wonder were there other pga tour players that come that's off on I, paper I mean, like that's they what i was thinking it. about yeah that's think what about I was john rom said originally no and blah 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 no it's like are they gonna get rory you know like <laughs> are they gonna get somebody crazy oh no, I, I could not see that i know what I a know. weird shitty spot he's been in though that's for sure uh yeah they propped him up like a scarecrow and then kind of left yeah, him out. Yeah. No, I, I could never see Rory going, even like with what they did to him. I, I truly believe like he's just, he's so PGA. You know what I mean? He's yeah. I mean, like Monaghan's minutes are, are, are ticking. I feel like there's no way this guy can continue to be the leader of the PGA. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, dude. He just like handled everything so poorly. He handled like, it about I, as well as LeBron like, handled the 2016 or 2014 announcement, announcement or whatever it was. <laughs> he handled it about that well. Let's put uh, it that way. I'd say it was even <laughs> worse. I'd say um, it was worse. I mean, I can't think of one thing that I that I could be like, yeah, you know what? That was fair. <laughs> the whole thing was so dumb, and we and we said it throughout he the whole process. Looks like a weasel too. He does. He looks like a weasel. You hearing us there, Monahan? We don't like you. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. that guy. No, it's it's so true though. Um, yeah, live that that'd be interesting. What was interesting is I saw you know someone put side by side like a what if if live played VG or PGA you know today like what matchups would be and that was that was actually pretty interesting to see because you got like you would have like Rom versus Rory you know you'd have uh, Hovland versus cam smith or you know it, there were there were some good matchups being alvers brooks kepka yeah you know, stuff like that yeah 100 percent. yeah i think there'd be and, and getting gonna... john just like makes them leaps and bounds a better league not not than pj but i mean like now compared to are what people they were. going to watch it more like how i want to know quantify it for me how many more fans is John Rom going to take to live? Like how many fans did they gain overnight <clears throat> by taking no. John Rom? Like personally me, I'm not going to go watch more live now because John Rom's there. I'm not saying I don't watch it. I'm saying I'm not going to watch more live yeah. now that John Rom is there. Like he hasn't, he's, he hasn't drawn me to want to watch more golf. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, why not dude? Why not? I don't know. Cause it just doesn't, it doesn't, I don't, 
the PGA Tour and the Masters and all the majors are what's appealing to me, ideally. And I don't, I it, like, Liv doesn't have enough prestige yet for me to get like all hyped up about it. Like it's fun to watch. It's cool. I'm not like dogging on the format or whatever it is. Like it is what it is. It's its own thing. And you know, they set it up and it's entertaining, but it's not like, I'm not in love with it yet. Like I'm not like, I'm in love with the PGA tour. I love seeing Sunday and, and the masters, the music playing. And I love the little tournaments and I love how they set everything up. I love Jim Nance. Like, I don't know, man. I just, I love the PGA and I don't love live yet like maybe in the future we'll love it or learn to love it or whatever live let love you know what i'm saying but for right now i'm not in love with live as i am like i am with the pga fair that's fair all right because it's your opinion and you have it yeah basically that's yeah that's basically how it works yeah, I I don't know, man. I am just interested to see where like everything goes. I the reason I said with Rom going over there it just makes them better. Like I was saying to clarify, I'm not saying that they are better than PGA now. No, 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 I no, just, no. I know. I just mean in terms of like talent that just makes them so much better. There was something out there. Um, it was like the players that draw the most media coverage and buzz and the best ratings as far as viewers um it was like six of the top eight or something were all guys in 2000 like one or so before going over to live six of the eight of those players were you know guys that are now on and live right um which is which is crazy which just means you know the most popular players essentially are now over and lives in in terms of viewability but it has that made the viewership go up it's kind of my not question. really not like, really i want to but... know but they haven't been the prestige they're new they're young maybe they'll get some yeah. bearings yeah but maybe with the pga tour behind them they'll have the backing to where people will want to watch them as a side event or a you know an extra event i don't know though i just can't picture our 60 year old fathers getting into this live golf thing like i think if anything no, it's I, they, younger they generations won't. They game won't, for sure <clears throat> and and they're going to keep their legacy in the PGA and the champions and all that stuff. And then, and then yeah. live will be for the younger guys coming up. And it'll also create, like we said, it's creating another market for golf. It's opening up another Avenue for a very great golfer, let's say in South Carolina or Ohio or wherever coming up, you know, wants to be a pro can't make it into corn Ferry yet, or can't do whatever. Maybe he makes it into corn Ferry, Can't make the tour. Maybe live wants them because they have something special. It's like it's like playing in Korean baseball, and then like the MLB calls you up, and they're like, "Hey, you want to play here?" And they're like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, I want to play there. Make a lot of money." That's what Kenny Powers did. Yeah, and they're not gonna not go. So I think, you know, if what's his name, if if this was like a, a baseball situation, and you had all these Japanese pitchers that are so desirable, you know, and you you, you want to take them over to the Mets or the Yankees or the Dodgers or whatever, it'd be the same thing. You'd offer him a giant contract, six hundred million dollar contract, and you'd you'd take him and nobody knows who that guy is. Is he going to increase viewership? Who knows? But you just paid him $600 million. So I guess you'll find out. <laughs> Dude, that, that shit is insane. That's just <clears throat> so much money. We've already talked about that. We though. talked about it last episode that it's just like, you know, we, yeah. I don't think that they're going to financially recoup that. I think this is just like their battle and they're throwing all their eggs in a basket. And this is how they do that. They throw their money in. They they're showing their bully power of, 
we have 600 mil to play around with. You don't think we have high-powered attorneys? We have high-powered lawyers. We'll put you in court for the next 30 years, PGA. They're, like, this is all just flex for them. So they can show and, and like, you know, they're buying Formula One teams. They're buying, like, they're buying all sorts of, like, soccer clubs and everything else all across the world, this fund. So mm -hmm. it's not like it's not like it's going anywhere or diminishing. It's only getting a lot larger very quickly. So right. I, I think if anything, they're almost at the mercy of that. And now that they've taken all these stars, they have to play ball. Uh, PGA in time will make Live more prestigious if they keep Live around. If Live is truly around to stay, and they're going to make it a double format, and it's PGA here. All these Live guys only play majors. And, you know, the PGA Tour moves on as usual, and these guys still only play live. I think as the years go on, those guys are going to miss all those other tournaments. They're not going to, you know, playing in majors are, are fun, but I, I, th I might think they miss waste management, or they're going to miss, you know, like some of these crazy tournaments that have so much prestige. The John Deere. John, yeah, I mean, not John Deere, but, you know, <laughs> it's like these tournaments that have a lot of, like, fun and stuff. They're going to miss out on some of these. And so I think... I think you're going to get this inclusion exclusion thing back and forth, but I think eventually if they coexist, you're going to have a system where live is, is now getting investment back to PGA tour financially with however many things they can, because they're going to be bleeding. Like I think there's no way they're, they're going to have to create some financial incentive for PGA to give, to live, to offset all these pays. But then all of a sudden they're going to probably ask live finances to pay for some of these golfers raises too like bigger prize pools where do you think a bigger prize pool is going to come when the live golf and pga merge you think the pga tour is going to go back to their advertisers and be like hey guys let us get more money oh wait they just did that and it turned out to be like a laughable moment for these advertisers so it's like why don't we know what they're going to do they're just going to ask live for more money to to pay these you know prize purses and things like that so why my point is why are we what's the charade what's like, your what point are we dude what are we doing What's the point, dude? That's what I mean. What's the point? What are we doing here? <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> what are we doing? You, I'll be honest, man. You lost me out there. You lost me. I think I lost everybody out there. But, <laughs> but my bottom line point was... What, man? Was that if Liv and PGA co coincide and coexist together happily ever after, those guys are only going to play majors... P, uh, Liv will donate to the PGA prize purse for those majors and make them bigger prize purses, I'm sure. Provide more incentives. Maybe do some collabing kind of things with their new TGL and the Live thing together. Maybe they do collabs with it because it's all virtual crap. I don't know. Mm -hmm. We'll see. But I, I just coexisting, having two things together for eternity in the same way it's going now, I don't, I don't know. I don't see it. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, it's going to be interesting. And I, I know the PGA is like what they're they have new investors, um, billions of dollars being you know, pushed into a, a new PGA golf fund, essentially, um, which is wild. A lot of those guys are investors too, or you know, sports owners or sports team owners in all sorts of avenues. NFL, yeah, MLB, um, which is kind of sick. So. You know, it'll be interesting to see what they do in terms of purses. Uh, I think those majors will jump significantly. I mean, they have to. Um, but to your point, uh, you know, money can't continue to be pushed out. It's been pushed the way it's been pushed out. 
it'll be hard for that to be maintained, even though it, it's essentially an infinite amount of money on, on that other side. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's it's just you can only burn cash for so long. And like we're saying, <clears throat> right, like when Cam Smith went to live, I didn't watch live anymore. Like I didn't watch live any more than I did before. Like I watched live the same amount. Like every couple times I would go turn the TV on, watch live, whatever. I wasn't watching it more because Cam Smith was playing. You know what I mean? And that was like their big grab. Yeah. So, and I, but I, you know what I will watch? I will glue my eyes to the television when Cam Smith is sitting in the majors. You know what I mean? Like it's almost like it's creating. No, I, more, I totally hear you, but it's almost like they, it's creating more pressure on the majors now to watch because these are the only you only get four times a year to see these guys and these guys together well, in yeah. one place. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you have that additional storyline, um, but I will say also there's a big deterrent in that initial shock of oh there's a new league to golf like i don't know about that like i don't like the format it's hard to gain that that initial interest some people like you you have the guys that want to jump uh early right so they'll, they'll jump on that bandwagon and be like oh it's new it's cool it's fun it's whatever then you have the older generation and then you know sometimes guys that like us that see a different format and like we're just not sold on it immediately so i'm interested to see and like does it become easier to watch just because i let my guard down and like say fuck it man like let's let's see what their tournaments are all about um so i'm just interested to see if that like changes over time for more people yeah no i yeah i i, I agree i think uh I'm curious about that too. And like we were saying, I think the more that you, you make these like events more exclusive and Oh, four times a year, these guys are playing each other. That's more money in betting. That's more money in advertising. Like they know this, right? Like, so all these eggs are now being pushed into these four baskets for all the, all the money, you know, like these two leagues. So there's going to be a lot riding on all that. So with these new funds and all these new things, and like you said, the billionaire investment group coming in back in the PGA, that's going to be interesting to see what they're developing in these majors, because that's really what they're going to sprinkle most of the money into. Like, yeah, they're going to put tournaments money into other tournaments, you know, probably waste management. They'll dump more money in because that's like their little bread and butter right now. That's like what's holding the PGA onto like fun. You know, that's, that's yeah, the only, yeah, that's, true. that's, that's their link to fun. Everything else is kind of dry and, and just boring and like golf, you know, it's just what it is. It's, mm. Not dry and boring for us, but for for the rest of the world, it's dry and boring. But if you throw waste management in there, guys are throwing beer cans. You know, anybody can watch that. Anybody can get into the game of golf, and that's yeah. what we're talking about, right? Like and Dom and taking up the shirt, right? Like what we're talking about, like if you're a 15 year old kid and you don't you don't play golf and you watch the waste management on TV because your dad's watching it or something or your cousins while your brother's watching it, like, yeah, like you might want to play some golf. You're like, okay, let's go out to the driving range or whatever. So yeah. I think it's those moments, and and as they bring in these little things and incentives and things you're only going to see more people get attracted to the game like moth moth on a flame you know yeah yeah and i i think like what i was trying to say is like i i think it'll be interesting to see if there's more attraction for the live league over time versus you know what we've seen so far and part of that is you know with these players going over to live and kind of depleting or, or diluting like the player pool or talent and the PGA, you know, do we start to see not as fun or not as competitive rounds of golf 
and the PGA, and we're you know looking for that elsewhere. I, I think like, you're just going to see feel different like winners. Part of that's gonna, yeah, you're just going to see different winners. You're just going to see different guys this year. Or you're do the see, same guys win more? No, you're going to see less guys win more tournaments. I think because more guys that are no namers are going to have a better chance. Like you're going to have more of a chance. And I think not for nothing. I think the the Asian golf community, Korean golf, Japanese golf, um, all these uh, uh, golfers coming out are monsters like i think some of these guys i think there's going to be four asian golfers in the top 10 at the end of next year you know what i mean like i truly think that there's going to be serious competition coming from that side of the world in the pga and i think Mm -hmm. because of live they just opened up some doors to that as well and let in some uh uh, more additional talent to come from that side of the world and i think you're going to see a lot a, a lot more inclusion um, and you're going to see it rapid. Like you're going to see guys put down work this year. Sun J M uh, Ming Wu Lee, uh, Tom Kim. You're going to see these guys crushing, like absolutely dominating uh, golf this year. So I, I think yeah. that's my hot prediction. Um, you're going to see the league look a little different. It's not going to be your, but, but again, that's positive. That's what we want. We want inclusion error uh, inclusion in the game. We want everybody to be golfing. So if, some kid sitting at home and he's, you know, 12 years old and he's watching some guy that doesn't look like the old, boring white guy golfer that has been there forever. And it's somebody that's more like him. You're going to get people getting up and playing the game of golf. So I think that as you introduce more like diversity to the game, um, more that's of these. Why, that's why I started liking it. I mean, I remember watching Tiger Woods and Don't... just being like, that's me. And that was you? Yeah, that's yeah. what you thought you were. I think yeah. that was every kid in our generation. I think all of our millennial generation just got bit by the tiger bug and we all wanted to be Tiger Woods. I think it was like a like a holy shit. Even guys that didn't play golf, because I didn't play golf growing up and I was still like obsessed with Tiger. I was like, holy I feel like shit, he's still he's so good. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, still don't. But you know, as a kid, you're like, holy shit, Tiger Woods is so good. And I wasn't even a golfer as a kid. I was yeah. just like, oh my God, this guy is such an athlete. But either way, I think uh the conversations is going to continue and we're going to find more developing especially as the deadline approaches for them to figure all this shit out so i think um you know we're going to see some answers but just to cap it off what we were talking and about if we and, don't see them we're going to get them yeah we're going to get them but i, I think we're, we're going to cap uh off what we were talking about just to explain i think like if you took the afl right and you took a guy like tom brady and you took these stars if you took stars out of whatever and you put them in the afl everybody's just gonna start watching the afl like no like nobody watches the afl and i feel bad because it's like well, a, that's because like, those players are in there yet yeah but guys <laughs> work hard but like would you would, my point is this would you watch like if they called up santonio holmes and Dude, tom brady and T. like o. troy palomalu yeah. and they're like hey man put them all on I like would watch. afl <laughs> And like, like you feel bad. It'd be like watching the older guys box again. It's like, I don't know, man. But you watch it. Oh, I, yeah, maybe, but I don't know. Maybe it doesn't translate. Cause I, I'm not, if Mike Tyson and Vander Holyfield boxed again, would you watch it? Didn't they? I thought they did. They may have. I think they did. No, they didn't. I did. They didn't. I know Mike Tyson boxed a couple of years back. Oh, he did something. Okay. Nate Robinson. I don't know. Somebody, whoever's boxing these days. Again with Mike Tyson. Did you, did you, you didn't play any more golf, right? That was it. 
Man, that was it. What did you yeah. get? I got a to end it out the episode here, ending out our Good Lives Golf episode. I got a new box of Pro V One X's B. Ooh. What'd you get, dude? What'd you get, dude? Man, how long? First of all, how long do you think you'll even hold on to those? About one week. No, what I've done now with my Pro V's, I'm smart now. I will use the Gator Bait balls on all the bad courses, and when I'm playing a good round of golf with some some good cats, that's when I'll take out the Pro V One X's and waste them. You know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, man, what what did I get? I got a you know we got a new place in town that's pretty close to the home, um, and I got a couple free rounds for some indoor inside you know TrackMan golf. So Woo! I'll be hitting that when it gets cold and bad weather. Uh, besides that, uh, I did a Elf. Uh, what is it? Secret Santa? No, Secret Santa. Yep. Gift exchange. Mm-hmm. Um, and turned out i got myself everyone else had someone so i just treated myself to a christmas eve <clears throat> golf at stone like so nice that was it man great and actually now that i mentioned that i just remembered i actually also got uh, a voucher for stone lick so there we go so you're going to be the president of stone lick by the end of the month yeah i hope cool. so cool is that how it works starting the new year brendan lawson will be the president of stone lake golf club in ohio call him for i appreciate all, it all thanks. and any things thanks for hiring me thanks for hiring him guys thank yeah. you well brendan well ryan I think that's it man i think that's all we got for this week i think that's it another hey, episode of good lies know. we're doing it hey we're still out there it we're doesn't matter it doesn't matter <laughs> but we're out there Whoever's listening, we're out there. We're going to keep golfing. We're going to keep doing this dumb podcast to entertain you all. We're going to keep it up. say that. We're going to love it. You're going to love it. We're going to force feed this to you until you're all dead. (laughs) So enjoy it. (laughs) Merry Christmas and good lies golf to you all and to all a good night. What if this was the video that Alien saw to to figure out what what people would like? They'd be real sad. Yeah, they'll just, they're like, ah, just move on. Go to the next planet. (sighs) Cheers, Mm. B. Later, bro.